We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Support for this podcast comes from U.S. Bank. When it's time for a new credit card, the best ones do way more than just buy stuff. And that's why U.S. Bank offers credit cards that make every day more rewarding. Earn cash back. Score points when you shop, dine out, travel, or binge watch. Or get a low intro APR. U.S. Bank credit cards were designed to fit your lifestyle. So make every day more rewarding. And check out usbank.com slash credit card. U.S. Bank credit cards are issued by U.S. Bank National Association N.D. Some restrictions may apply. Member FDIC. They're going to kill the love of my life. Yay! If I don't go back to what I was doing. This Friday. Our line of work is quite brutal and quite ruthless. How far would you go for love? You steal truck, bring it to me. Then you make your money. Is it dangerous? Of course it's dangerous! Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, with Ben Kingsley and Anthony Hopkins. All this trouble, all this pain for love. Collide in theaters Friday. Rated PG-13. Maybe inappropriate for children under 13. Hey, it's Flo, and this is my impression of a beat poet. Name. Name your. Name your price. Ah, a tool, an idea, an inspiration. To do more than just say what you want to pay. Oh, no. But to see the options that could fit your budget. Steve. Steve, enough bongos. Find car insurance that fits your budget at Progressive.com. Makes me want to dance. Steve! Progressive Casualty Insurance Company. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
Welcome back to the Rotowire Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by DraftKings.com, the leader in daily fantasy sports. Use the promo code ROTOHOOPS when you deposit for a free contest entry today. I'm your host, Josh Hayes, joined every Monday by Benny Ricciardi as we are back again covering all the latest fantasy basketball news, including breaking down another big Sunday's worth of action uh, and box scores for Fantasy Impact. And uh, we'll talk a little news and notes sprinkled in here as we go along as well. You can always find Benny on Twitter at BennyR11 and over at RotoCurve, RotoWire, and as a featured writer in the DraftKings playbook. And you can also follow me on Twitter at JoshHayesFS and find me hosting the Fantasy Hoops Insider podcast over at TheFantasyHoopsInsider.com. The RotoWire Fantasy Basketball Podcast is available on iTunes and Stitcher. So if you get a chance to rate us, review us, please go ahead and do so. Don't forget to share and subscribe. Benny CO, how did the weekend of Fantasy Basketball action treat you, sir? Uh, not too bad, actually. Um, I'm pretty glad that we finally got back into it. You know, that, that couple days break was nice, but after a while, I started Jones and for some basketball. So I, I'm pretty happy. The trade deadline passed by was a little bit uneventful. I mean, there was a couple minor deals, but none of the big blockbuster names that we had talked about last week uh, really wound up moving. Mm-hmm. Um, so there are some, some small pieces, some small rotation changes that, you know, might open up a little bit of value for some some guys that we can start looking at. But really, I don't think there's too much that changed in the landscape right here. So we got about a month and a half left of the regular season for NBA. And, uh, you know, should be interesting with a couple teams towards the bottom there uh, jockeying for position. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, you know what? Uh, I was a little bit sort of unimpressed like you were like you were as well with what happened at the NBA trade deadline. But there are some shakers and movers uh, that sort of uh, improved uh, their value. Uh, so far, I do, you know, um, Sheldon Mack is probably the one, that, the guy that stands out to mo- the, the most to me that is really unheralded and un- and and, uh, and not talked about. Uh, really, really, really quick, let me get your take on on Sheldon Mack before we uh, uh, dive into the the, the rest of the information because I think he's actually the one sort of quiet under the radar starter that really matters. I know there's guys like Marquise Mars and Tobias Harris changing teams, but most of those guys are already owned anyway, so I don't feel like somebody all of a sudden gained value. You. People were squatting as it was, you mm. know. So uh, give me your quick take here on Sheldon Mack. Yeah, I mean, I think if he's going to be seeing, um, you know, what did he see the other day? About 25 minutes or so in that game. Uh, scored like 15, 16 points, had five or six assists. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I think he's somebody that's viable. You know that, you know, the guard spot has been somewhere they've been a little weak uh, so far this year anyway. So I think he can definitely be somebody that, you know, see some decent minutes going forward. I mean, I don't think unless you're playing in like a pretty deep league that he's a, you know, you got to run out and pick him up right now. Um, but I definitely think that he's one of those guys that is going to have a bigger role for the, the end, you know, for this point of the season going on than he had at the beginning part of the season. I mean, he was playing less than 10 minutes a game before he got uh, moved over. So, yeah. So um, somebody that I think we could definitely keep tabs on and definitely one of the few point guard movers that we thought um, that we that we didn't necessarily expect, but probably is actually worth something. We thought it was going to be somebody like Jeff Teague, you know, uh, coming across and, and Janice Shooter picking up some value. Neither of those things happened. So uh, we, we're going to go ahead and move forward. I'm going to rapid fire some news here, Benny, and then uh, before we get into the news, uh, I'm sorry. After we get into the news, we'll talk about boss scores here. Uh, Kobe Bryant. Uh, um, has been questionable or, you know, uh, a potential sit for, for back-to-back sets, but it says that he will absolutely play uh, on Monday. So uh, keep tabs on that for uh, his action against the um, Milwaukee Bucks for all of you playing in season long or thinking of gambling on DFS. Uh, Tobias Harris has looked like he's going to make his first start on Monday, according to Ron Beard on Twitter. 
Uh, D'Angelo Russell, according to the LA Lakers on Twitter, will start for the remainder of the season. So about time that they figure out that they should prioritize their kids here. It only took them 60, 56, 58, 60 games. Uh, mm. uh, I'm going to save the Etwan more news because that's more, and Bobby Porter, that's more just about what happened in the box score. So we can talk about that when we get to the box scores. Um, as predicted, I don't know if people were necessarily with me here. Uh, Benny, we talked about this a little bit on Twitter. Um, if Alfred Payton pays, plays 23 minutes against Indiana and goes one of four shooting with four assists, two rebounds, and three turnovers, and and loses minutes to loses the minutes battle to Brandon Jennings, who played 25 minutes in this matchup. So those people who thought that um, you know that that wasn't a situation worth paying attention to, I I gave you guys the notice right when that trade broke. I said, listen, Alfred Payton has been put on notice. Uh, if you know Brandon Jennings is the most attractive piece that comes back um, in this deal for Tobias Harris, so uh, it looks like he's going to get a legitimate shot to outplay him and make a case for them to re-sign him if they like what they see uh, at the at the point guard position. And I already think you know injury or no injury, he's a better point guard than Alfred Payton. You know, just that's just ends up you know being how I slice it. Um, in news that nobody cares about except for family members here, Jason Tomlin, Thompson gets waived. Uh, by the Golden State Warriors. A little bit ironic, too, but the Cleveland Cavaliers cut uh, or trade away Verjao uh, and, um, and end up giving a piece to the Warriors that, that that they could actually use right now because Bogut and Festus Azili are both banged up. Yep. So, uh, And on the flip side of that, too, David Lee gets waived. So if Cavs are interested in replacing that sort of player with somebody else on the, on the bottom end of the roster that they can cut, David Lee could be... Uh, a player that gets added. What I'm waiting for here too, and let me ask you what you think your the likeliness of this happening here is. Joe Johnson. There's been rumors about Joe Johnson getting a potential buyout from the Brooklyn Nets, which makes a ton of sense because he's making 20 plus minutes, the most expensive player, uh, maybe alongside Brook Lopez, um, that you know the the uh, Brooklyn Nets have. And there's rumors of him getting bought out, and then you know he'll have his pick of teams. And if he's crazy, he does. You know, unless he's crazy, he has to pick the Cavs. I think in my mind, you know, I don't. I, I guess in in theory, they could, he could potentially pick uh, the Warriors, or if he wanted, you know, potentially more playing time, he could take a look at um, playing the three for the Clippers. Um, but I, I think if he wants to put a ring on it, his best chance is to go to Cleveland. What are, What are your thoughts on that potentially shaking down? Yeah, I actually kind of like. I, I kind of like that idea. That um, you know, that does make some sense. I mean, the good thing for him is if they cut him, you know, he's going to go to a contender because. At that point of the season, it's not about money; it's about winning. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Cavs would, at, at the very least, probably guarantee him a spot in the finals because I think that they're, you know, more likely to come out of the East than any team in the West is to come out of the West. Um, not because that they're better than all the teams in the West, just because I think they're better versus who the guys they're going to have to play to get there. Um, the West, I mean, as good as you know the the Golden State Warriors are San Antonio could give them a tough game OKC might give them a tough series you know I mean there there are roadblocks in the west that you would have to you know get through in the east I think that Cleveland you know and I I really don't see Toronto beating them and I think Toronto is probably my second favorite team in the east so I I think that makes a lot of sense for him if you're you know looking to play in the finals and try to get a ring uh, I agree with you there as well. So we'll keep tabs on that to see if, uh, what potentially happens. It'll probably be a downtick in, in fancy value. So in leagues that you didn't cross your trade deadline yet, you know, and you still, you still think you somehow have a chance to move, uh, you know, Joe Johnson, you should probably be looking into that now. Yeah. And he's and he's been playing really well the last couple games. Like yes. he's actually, I think he put up another like, um, 
you know, huge line yesterday. He had a couple. Well, I mean, obviously he had a huge line against Sacramento last week. You know, I know that's your team, but, you know, a lot of people have been doing that. That's not really news. But No, no disrespect you know. to me. I mean, it's just, yeah. it's just a fact of life. So, yeah, absolutely. So, um, yeah, that's uh, – and aside from that, the only other piece of news that we sort of need to keep tabs on that we don't know what's going on here is Archie Goodwin got randomly benched for Ronnie Price. So I uh, don't know exactly what's the, what the case is there. But um, Ronnie Price is not a guy that you need to go, you know, make, a, uh, you know, a, a significant run to go out and add – uh, at this point, in my mind, um, you know, unless this becomes a permanent thing, which I don't understand why it would be, because there's really no future with Ronnie Price, but there is a future developing Archie Goodwin. Yeah, so. and isn't isn't Brandon Knight supposed to be back somewhat soon too? Like I thought he was practicing, and you know they said he's like a week or two away. Or did, uh, I, did I read that wrong? Let me see if I can dig up some news on on Brandon Knight here. Yeah. Um, before we uh, do that, um, I'm gonna I'll, I'll, I'll see what I can find here. We're gonna dive into the box scores. Before we do that, we have to let. Um, all the people know out there who uh, have been looking for some you know, NBA tickets down the stretch for the season, maybe some potential playoff tickets there. If you've ever been try- frustrated by trying to buy tickets online, most sites make it complicated, and they all try to sneak in huge fees at checkout. That's why you need to try SeatGeek. They've made it easier than ever to buy and sell sports and content, uh, concert tickets there. SeatGeek has taken all the hassle out of shopping out of tickets. They pull all the tickets available on other sites into one place to save you time. You never miss a deal. You can even set alerts for upcoming events, and SeatGeek will let you know if, the, if ticket prices prices fall even better every ticket on seat geek is ranked based on value so you can immediately find the underpriced seats and before you buy you can use SeatGeek's detailed map to find a view from your seat best of all seat geek is always honest and upfront about the price unlike StubHub, they show you the full ticket price from start to finish and never try to stick you with huge fees at the checkout page uh, anybody who's listening to our show here can get a $20 rebate off their first SeatGeek purchase. All you have to do to get that $20 rebate is download the free SeatGeek app, go to the settings tab and click add a promo code, and the promo code RWMLB, that's Rotowire MLB, RWMLB, SeatGeek will send you $20 if you've made your, pers- uh, your first uh, ticket purchase. So download the free SeatGeek app today and enter code promo code RWMLB. All right, Benny, let's go ahead and dive into the uh, box scores here and talk about the first game that we have on tap. And as predicted, I have clicked off of the page uh, so I could do <laughs> some search on Archie Goodwin. Uh, so let's talk about this game where uh, Anthony Davis um, is going to make himself cash eligible in DFS with a monster 55 uh, plus and was it 59 and 20. Yeah, 59 and 20 he goes for yeah. in this game. Let's talk about it. Yeah, well, I mean... You know, as far as as the DFS goes, like you said, you you know my New Year's resolution was I'm not playing Anthony Davis in cash. Mm-hmm. Um, although I do have Anthony Davis on my season long team, um, you know, was lucky enough to get the number one or unlucky enough, I guess. I actually don't like having the number one overall pick. Um, but in my season long draft, I did have the number one overall pick, and I took him. And he's been okay. You know, like he's been giving you. You know, basically the rebounding had been down. He's only been giving you like six or eight rebounds a game, but he's been scoring his 20 points. He's grabbing a couple blocks, you know, getting a few assists. Um, he's been okay, but he hasn't been the guy that we all thought he was going to be when we took him, you know, with a top three pick in our season-long drafts at the beginning of the season. This kind of a game is the kind of game that, you know, we thought we'd see a little more often from him. So I'm hoping that it wakes him up for the second half of the season. Um, again, I mean, if you look at this team right now, the, the starting five that they ran out in New Orleans was Dante Cunningham, Omera Seek, Norris Cole, 
and uh, Bryce DeJean Jones. Um, now, we know Drew Holiday comes off the bench to give them some scoring off the bench, and he's probably their second-best player at the moment. But right now, there's really not much around Anthony Davis. So I'm hoping that going forward, he realizes if this team's going to win some games, you know, I mean, I'm not expecting 59-20 and 20 every night, but he's going to need to play a lot bigger than he has been playing. You know, 22 and, and six rebounds is not going to cut it for the superstar on a team if they plan to win any games down the stretch here. Yeah, I totally agree with you there as well. They're going to have to figure out something uh, better and different than they have been doing in order for them to uh, sort of, um, you know, uh, turn a profit uh, on that side. So, um, you know, but, you know, that team to me is just a barren team that you don't even really want. You want a lottery pick at this point. You don't want them to be in the playoffs there uh, at all. You know, you're, you got Bryce John Jones and Omar Sheik and Dante Cunningham. That's, those guys are, none of those guys are starter quality. And, and, and yeah. along with Norris Cole, and they, could, this is another fail in my mind by Avin Gentry by somehow feeling like you need to bring Drew Holiday off the bench when your starters are this terrible. Why would you want to start your, like have every starting five come off the floor and be in a hole, you know, yeah. or, or, now, or force Anthony Davis to take 34 shots like he did. So. Yeah. Now, other than Anthony Davis and Drew Holiday, which do you want anybody? I don't want anybody on this New Orleans team on the, uh, on a roster. Ryan other Anderson. Than guys. Ryan Anderson. Uh, okay. Yeah. Ryan Anderson. All right. I can I can see that a little bit. Right. Um, he had a bad game the other day, didn't he? Didn't he, he have did. a bad he won game? He one for twelve again in this game. So, but you know what? I don't care about that. Like from day to day, it just it's just also stupid that somehow Ryan Anderson and Drew Holiday can't make the rotation you know when you you're down and out and you guys are paying these guys big money contract these are the guys that need to be playing big minutes i understand if you're trying to protect drew holiday because of the injury but he's playing 32 minutes now so basically you're just doing the wrong thing with your starters you know you're you you, you want you somehow force dante Cunningham into playing the four and norris cole to play you know starters minutes along with bryce john jones it's, it's stupid so I mean, you know, all the all the only thing you need to know is if you don't own those three guys, you you can stop wasting your time. Uh, on the Detroit side, there some interesting stuff happens. You know, um, Anthony Toller ma- makes an appearance in the starting lineup for you know I don't just Tobias Harris plays thirty five minutes. I mean, uh, at least Sam Van Gundy's going to do the right thing on Monday, which is start him. You know, you still have uh-huh. Marcus Morris playing more minutes as well over Stanley Johnson. Uh, so that's somewhat interesting there as well. Anything else you want to sort of take away from this? I mean, for me, I like Andre Drummond season-long-wise because you know his minutes are safe. I like KCP because you know his minutes are safe. I like Reggie Jackson because you know his minutes are safe. I don't know how all this stuff with the forwards is going to work out, though. You know, Stanley Johnson, Tobias Harris, Marcus Mar- um, you know, Marcus Morris. You know, like you said, Tolliver got a couple minutes in this game. You know, you're still seeing a little Aaron Baines getting some action in there. Like, to me, if I want anybody, it's probably going to be, like, the guards. I mean, I really like KCP because you know he plays 30 to 35 minutes. You know, he he mostly only helps you in the scoring department, doesn't do much of a lot of the other things. But at least you know he's consistent and you know what you're going to get from him. Uh, You know, Reggie Jackson, he's okay to me. He's very up and down. You know, he'll have games like this, 34 points, a couple assists, a couple rebounds, and you'll be like, man, this guy's got huge upside. And then he'll come back the next game and do – you know, like 12, 18 points and five assists and two downs. So he's very erratic, but at least he's somebody that for season long I actually like more than, you know, I do for daily because I think he, he's a compiler. He gets you good stats and he plays a decent amount of minutes. But other than that, I really don't know if I want to touch this forward situation. I think if I want, if I had any of them, 
it would probably be Harris because I think he has the most upside. Mm -hmm. But um, at this point, I think guys like Stanley Johnson and maybe even Marcus Marcus Morris are are kind of off the table for me. Yeah, I agree with you there as well. There's not much that we need, we need to do in terms of fancy value aside from you know if profit from Tobias Harris off the off the injury. And I'm staying away from Stanley Johnson. I added him and then I dropped him back because they just don't have a they don't want to play over Marcus Morris. Though I don't want to play him in my my season-long leagues. Exactly, yeah. So, all right, so we can move on to the next game uh, here on the on the uh, docket, and the next game that I have is the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Oklahoma City Thunder. Still a little bit surprised that they got blown out. Were you surprised by the results of this? Well, what's your takeaways here? Yeah, no, and, and not even just that they got blown out, but um, Kyrie Irving went down early in this game too. Mm-hmm. So they got blown out without Kyrie in there, right. which was you know a little bit surprising. I mean... What I take away from this game is, you know, I don't know how serious the Kyrie injury is, but if Kyrie's out, you know, you got to think that that's going to tick up guys like Kevin Love and LeBron James, who are going to be the guys who who wind up doing more of the, you know, scoring, distributing, and, and you know, have the higher usage rate bump. Um, I did like the fact that Tristan Thompson went for 14 and 14 double-double here. He has solidified the fact that he's the big man on this team. You know, they're playing him 25 to 35 minutes a game now. Uh, so I think he's definitely somebody that, you know, should be rostered in, in even in like 10-man leagues at the moment. Uh, he's going to have those games where he doesn't score for you. He's not a big scorer. He does tend to grab a lot of rebounds, though, so he can definitely help you in the rebound department. Um, other than that, though, I mean, I'm not really looking, you know, we we know who the guys on Cleveland are. I don't think much really changes. Even if Kyrie's out, you know, Dellavedova will be the guy who, who gets the uptick in minutes and, and plays a little more. But I still don't think he does enough when he's out there on the floor to make me want him in shallow leagues. You know, in a deeper league, yeah, if he's going to be starting and playing 30 minutes with Kyrie out, if Kyrie's out for a little while, um, I think that makes him interesting. But other than that, I would basically just be looking at, like, you know, love LeBron, Tristan, and even J.R. Smith is a guy who, if he's playing 35 minutes with, with Shumpert out right now, um, he needs to be rostered as well. Although he doesn't do much more usually than give you like points and, and three point shooting and, you know, occasionally untie a shoelace or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, no, I, I think this was like, um, pretty standard overall. The only thing I was sort of looking for, um, out of this here is like, you know, what, what were they going to do with, um, minutes off the bench for, uh, Channing Fry? He doesn't make an appearance. So I don't know if that trade is complete or if they just weren't ready to roll him into the rotation. Yeah, but. he actually, he, um, they said it yesterday during the game. Uh, he hasn't passed his physical yet. Okay, that's the same situation that Houston has and the Pistons with uh, Marcus Orna and uh, Montejunas there. So, uh, yeah, no, nothing to learn just yet. And you know, this was actually a game that they probably could have gave him some extended run uh, as well because, uh, you know, that this game got out of hand. So, but, you know, um, we'll, we'll see how that ends up shaking out. Like I said, the, what's more important to me is actually whether or not Joe Johnson gets bought out and, and if he makes his way to the Cavs, he'll be a much more interesting player uh, you know, at, at least for value, but although he'll probably be locked into a bench role alongside Channing Fry. So, uh, and by the way, don't buy into the whole Richard Jefferson, you know, you know, 15 and six, you know, if you, even in deep nah. rounds, okay. Four or five yeah. from three is, is, uh, you know, as good as you're ever going to get from that guy. So yeah, that's the only thing I really have to say about that. Um, all right, uh, we can move forward here. So, uh, on the, on the Oklahoma city side, these are all standard things. Uh, there as well. Still, you're just going to be up and down with Enos Cantor. You know, Randy Foy got some run. Nobody really cares. 
and you know you, you still only want any anybody who's starting with and with you know an exception to in deeper legs waiters and canter and then aside from that you're not too excited about what they have to available don't 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 do it don't pick up waiters don't be that guy <laughs> Uh, yeah, especially unless unless you're in a super super deep league. But if you're in a super deep super deep league, somebody probably already knew he was valuable and picked him up. So um, no, no, no. I'm saying he's not valuable. Let somebody else pick him up. <laughs> Don't be that guy that takes waiters. All right, all right. So Benny's going to be adamant about it. Then I'm going to concede. All right. Did he, did he actually make a shot? Because he hadn't he made a shot. All right, he finally he made, made one. He yeah, made he one. had it. He hadn't actually put a shot in. He was like 0 for 16 since the All-Star break or something like that. Yeah, well, it was bound to happen sometime. So him and, and you know, there there it is. Boom, it happened. All right, I uh, want to let all the season-long players know that if you haven't joined uh, any of the daily fantasy action, you can get part, be part of the action all season long here at DraftKings.com, the official daily fantasy basketball partner of Rotowire. With daily fantasy, you don't need to spend months micromanaging your roster. Play whenever you want and pick a new team every time you play challenge your friends in a custom league to prove you're the superior gm or square off against basketball fans from around the country for big big prizes go to draftkings.com now and enter promo code rotohoops to play free draftkings the official partner of rotowire that's promo code rotohoops at draftkings.com all right, we are going to move on to the next box score on slate. Got a bunch of box scores uh, to talk about. By the way, quick update: um, Brandon Knight about two weeks away. This is the latest information uh, for him returning back into the lineup, and uh, um, and the other piece of information here, which I think is going to be Archie Goodwin out of the lineup instead of Devin Booker. It's, that's just or Ronnie Price, whoever that is. So you know, if you own one of those guys, you got about two weeks to get some value, and then we'll you know see what happens from there. Um, and then Jimmy Butler has the same timetable too as well, maybe a little bit longer two to three weeks so those waiting on jimmy button like myself uh you got a couple more weeks to go all right let's go ahead and talk about san antonio phoenix phoenix made this a much closer game than the people thought it was going to be uh although they i believe they were the home team they're 118 to 111 is the score what do you make of this box score here on sunday yeah i mean it actually started out it looked like um it, it looked like san antonio was going to blow this game open and kind of run away with it I mean, the thing that I get from this game, to be honest with you, is that Phoenix's roster is just gross. Um, I mean, who do you want on a fantasy team here? I guess, I, I mean, I, I, I'm at a loss for words. Like, you know, if you're in a deep league, I mean, P.J. Tucker's playing a ton of minutes, but he's really not putting up huge numbers consistently. Mm. You know, now that Chris Humphreys is in the mix and getting 24 minutes, it really annoys me because I like, you know, was looking, I think I actually even picked up, like, John Lohr and Mirza um, Teletovich and, like, you know, some of the leagues that I had where, where they were on the waiver wire, and I'm like, all right, with Mark Keefe out, these guys should get more time. But, I mean, if they're going to be giving Humphreys half a game, too, you know, I can't really pick him up, um, and I think it hurts those other two guys a lot. And then you look at the guard situation, I think Devin Booker's the only safe one you can have because, you know, like you said, we know Knight's coming back at some point, so for season long, you know, do you really want to hold on to Archie Goodwin? He's probably going to go back to a bench role. You know, basically, he's already on a bench role now. They benched him for Ronnie Price, so I don't want anything to do with Price. I don't want anything to do with Goodwin. You know, I, Alex Len, if Chandler's going to be out for a while, should be somebody that can give you some solid minutes. You know, he put up uh, eight points, I think, and 13 rebounds. What did he have here? No, 23 points. I'm sorry. Is that right? 23 points, 13 rebounds? Wow, I didn't realize he had that big of a game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he did. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, if Chandler's going to be out, that's a huge game for Len. So if he's available, if he's on your waiver wire, 
you know, obviously, if they're going to start giving him minutes, he's somebody that, you know, we've seen. I wouldn't expect this kind of production out of him. He's not a 20 and 10 every night guy, but he's probably like a, you know, 8 to 10 rebound, 10 to 14 point kind of guy if he's going to see 24 to 30 minutes. Yeah, I could see that there as well. Now, on the flip side, too, for uh, San Antonio, um, you know, uh, same old, same old overall. The only thing that's interesting is Kyle Anderson's getting a little bit more run at this point, but it's got to be something that's temporary. But I think he's going to be more of a consistent six-man option, even when Kawhi Leonard returns back to the lineup uh, as well. You're still frustrated by Boban. gets, you know, randomly DMP'd in this game. Uh, so, you know, whatever. And then Patty Mills goes ham, which I don't think you can really count on consistently. We've talked about how inconsistent Patty Mills on, but, you know, I, this is mostly related to him dropping six trays. That was 18 of his 21 points. Yeah. So don't count on that going forward, you know, although he is getting significant run and sort of splitting the time at point guard, 27 minutes for Parker versus 22 for Mills. They're mm. not something that you can sort of bank on going forward. Yeah. On, the, on the Phoenix side, I like Mirza. I think Mirza is probably going to be one of the better options overall. And, you know, I don't know what to do with Humphreys necessarily, but I think uh, when it's all settled down, they're better off playing lure more minutes than they are playing the hump yard dog. We'll see what ends up happening with Tyson Chandler gets healthy and back into the lineup. And then, mm-hmm. you know, also we have to keep some tabs on Brad Knight here in a couple of weeks as well. So I think that's really all we can um, yeah. really derive from that game. So if, we'll, go ahead. If you guys, if you guys want to know why we don't love the Spurs for fantasy, just look at the box score for this game. It was a very Spurs box score. Nobody except for Danny Green played over 27 minutes or 28 minutes, I think. You know, you had a bunch of guys who scored between like, nine and 20 points you had a bunch of guys with like three to seven rebounds and and two to five assists like it's just everybody produces but nobody produces enough for you to love them for fantasy absolutely so uh, let's go ahead and talk about the next box score on tap here boston celtics at denver nuggets 121 to 101 talk about your fantasy impact here yeah, we had, you know, we had a lot of high-scoring games on Sunday. Like there were a lot of games that got up into the 215-220 mark. Um and this was just another one. I think the thing that stood out to me, and and it's been maddening for me, is um, ha- how Denver's handling their big guy situations. Because we had uh, Nikola Jokic, who had another 23 and 13, um, re- 23.13 rebound game here, playing 30 minutes after he played five minutes the game before, and I just dropped them in two different leagues. So I, I don't know. I mean, I it's tough for me to figure out exactly what's going on with them there. Um, you know, I I think that. I'm going to stay away from it. But, I mean, Jokic to me is the guy who has the most upside of any of the bigs on Denver. So if you're going to take any of them, he would be the guy that I would want to have on my roster. Um, other than that, I mean, it's pretty much what usually happens. You know, Moutier plays a lot of minutes, doesn't really do a ton with him. You know, Gary Harris plays a, a ton of minutes and does his usual just, you know, 10, 12, 14-point line with a couple assists, couple rebounds. Not enough to really get you excited for fantasy. Um, unless you're in a really deep league and you can get them. Uh, Gallinari, to me, is probably their best fantasy option, followed by Will Barton, who comes off the bench. I mean, he played 31 minutes and didn't produce much here, um, but we have seen him come in and play 25 to, to 30 minutes in most of the recent games and put up some big numbers. Um, so he's going to be up and down for you, but he's a, he's a deep league option as well. And then for the Celtics, you know, I mean, everybody in the Celtics basically had a pretty solid game here. You got 17 from Turner, 10 from Smart. 22 from Bradley, 20 from uh, Isaiah Thomas, 16 from Selinger, 13 from uh, Jay Crowder. Um, you know, I, I really like the guards for, for the Celtics. Those would be the guys who I concentrate on for fantasy. I think Selinger is starting to, to produce again to the point where he might be somebody that 
I, I need to upgrade a little bit on on my thinking and my rankings. Um, and Crowder to me has actually taken a little bit of a hit. He's somebody that I've actually downgraded. So that's kind of the way I see these two teams. Yeah, I agree with you there overall. You still don't want anything to do with the forwards uh, over there in Boston, although some people, you know, randomly pop up. Um, so I've, I'm talking about bigs like, you know, Sully and Amir Johnson and the like. Um, and then, you know, Gallo for Reed, uh, you know, th- throws up a randomly ugly game, which is what pisses people off. Jokic is the man this time, but, you know, who knows if he's actually the man next time. You know, a couple games back it was Joffrey Lavernier going ham against Sacramento because, uh, you know, Jokic got four fouls in four minutes. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, Jokic, I think if I had to pick one guy, Jokic is the guy that I would, you know, book in the rest of the way. And Lavernier and, you know, uh, you know, Nurkic second and third, but ho- however you split those is random. Uh, but it can really be sort of a game flow type of stuff that you're that could really, like, uh, frustrate you uh, from game to game. All right, um, before we move forward here, uh, there as well, we have to let... Um, all the pod listeners out there know that if you're uh, subscribing to rotowire.com and checking out this podcast, if you like the advice of our podcast, you're going to love the website. So you can try it for free with a 10-day trial at rotowire.com slash pod. Uh, information that we make available in the 10-day free trial behind the paywall are lineup optimizers for all the major sports, MLB, NBA, NFL, NHL, college football, soccer, and golf. Now, up to the mid depth charts, customizable league projections, and complete draft kits, draft kits for all the major sports in magazine and online format. So go ahead and check it out, rotowire.com slash pod, free 10-day trial. Let them know that Josh and Benny sent you. All right, let's go ahead and send us back to the box scores here and talk about the Memphis and Toronto uh, game here overall. Uh, Toronto uh, did a nice job holding Memphis down defensively in for 85 points and scores 95 points of their own. Uh, your thoughts on this performance? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if we had a chance to talk about it since it happened. So, you know, obviously with Gasol out for the year, it's going to change a couple things here for this Memphis team. Um, Zach Randolph is going to be the major beneficiary. I know people had been all excited because I think Jermichael Green had a big game in the first game back. I don't think that that's going to be something that's sustainable or or goes throughout the year. I think the guy who's going to see the biggest bump is going to be Zach Randolph. Um, So he would be the guy that I'd be targeting. You know, maybe somebody got pissed off that he was coming off the bench and not really producing from, you know, where they drafted him. If somebody dropped him in your league, he'd be somebody I'd pick up. I think Connolly's production is going to... um, you know, tick up, even though he had a horrible game here. But he also had a really tough matchup going up against uh, Kyle Lowry. So I'm willing to forgive him here. I think he's going to have to be a bigger part of anything that Memphis does um, if they're going to win any games here. And again, I mean, they only scored 85 points here. So take it with a little bit of a grain of salt. Um, but other than that, I mean, there's not. I'm not going after Vince Carter, who had 16 off the bench here. Or, you know, I'm not going after Lance Stevenson. I don't care what team he's on. Um you know, 15, 16 points off the bench here. Mario Chalmers is a little bit interesting. I thought he was going to see more time, but only 18 minutes in this game. So that's not really something that inspires a lot of confidence in me either as him being a guy who's going to, you know, step up and see more minutes now that they, uh, you know, made a couple moves and made a couple trades. So on the Memphis side of the ball, like I said, Randolph is somebody who I'm ticking up. I think Matt Barnes is somebody you can tick up for the rest of the year, and Connolly is someone you can tick up for the rest of the year. But um, all these other fringe guys are not really anybody who excites me. 
Yeah, I totally agree with you there as well. I don't I don't really want too much to do with the Memphis lineup because they just play snail ball and you don't if you don't own one of the bigs that have been owned for some while then you know then you don't really want it to anything to do with the rest of the guys and same situation, you don't want anything there's still no value to get from the small forward position until Damari Carey comes back. He's not back yet. Corey Joseph and Ross are semi interesting off the bench, but you know, and Patrick Patterson yeah. You know, I don't trust enough to be consistent. So, if you don't own the starters and you don't, and you're staying away from the small forward situation, you can just move on. Yeah. All right, we are going to move on here to the Charlotte and Brooklyn box score here. 104-96 win for the Charlotte Hornets. Your thoughts on the fantasy analysis for this box score? Yeah, um, I'm, I'm actually going to talk about the Brooklyn side of it here. Right. Like Brooklyn, Brooklyn's, you know, some of these, some of these guys on Brooklyn are actually, you know playing pretty well lately. We've seen some big games now out of Joe Johnson. Well, obviously, Brooke Lopez, if he was owned, um, you know, it's somebody who, you know, he basically is the guy that's running the offense around. But Joe Johnson and Thad Young have been putting up some pretty solid numbers uh, over the last couple games. You know, both guys will get you a couple rebounds. They'll get you a couple assists. They're, they're, they're both somehow wind up with defensive stats every game because neither one of them is a good defensive player. But, you know, that'll get a block and a steal or two here or there. Joe Johnson still comes up with a steal. You know, and these are two of the guys who are doing most of the scoring because, let's face it, I mean, the backcourt now of Donald Sloan and Shane Larkin and uh, and Wayne Ellington, you know, you're not expecting much out of the guards on this team. So I think some of the forwards have been have been doing well and can produce going forward for the rest of the year. So I like that. I like Joe Johnson. And, um, you know, obviously if you have Brooke Lopez, he's a guy that you want to keep as well. Yeah, I agree with you. Obviously, you know, you know you're know, you going to be rolling Brooke Lopez as often as possible there. So there's just really nothing else that you can sort of talk about. Jeremy Land is, and Kaminsky are no longer, uh, you know, viable. It's weird that Al Jefferson is still playing only 24 minutes. He should be getting starters minutes, but... You know, not much you can do there. You know, and Jeremy Lin played 30 minutes, but didn't do a whole lot with it. And then on the other side of that, I don't think you really want too much of anybody that's interesting off the bench for the Brooklyn Nets. So if you don't own, you know, Thad, Joe Johnson, or Brooke Lopez, not really interested in too many other options there. Yeah, nothing else excites me. Yeah, I don't want any part of Donald, Donald Sloan. You know, just even as a you know quote unquote starter. Um, let's go talk about some players that we do want a part of here in this matchup here. 105-102, Indiana edges out the win over the Orlando Magic. Your thoughts here on the box score for fantasy value. I mean, the thing that jumps out to me right away is Paul George had a horrible game here. Um, and that means that a whole bunch of other guys had to step up, which earlier in the year, I didn't think they had enough other guys to step up. But Miles Turner is somebody that I think should be owned. Um Jan Mahimi has actually been playing pretty well, and I think that he's somebody that you need to own as well. I think both of those guys are solid for, like, a 12-team league. Um, you know, Turner might even be a 10-team league guy by this point, um, you know, with the block shots and the rebounds that he can add for you. But, I mean, Mahimi's been putting up some numbers pretty similar to his over the last couple games. Uh, for Orlando, which is where I think we need to talk about it a little more, you know, with Tobias Harris shipped out, you know, Again, you talked about the Elf Payton and Brandon Jennings thing kind of in the open. But if you look at the other guys there, I mean, Hazanja only played eight minutes, so he's not really in play. I don't think Ursan's going to get a ton of minutes on this team. I think like 18 to 22 minutes is about where they're going to give him. But I think what that really means to us is you got to tick up Evan Fournier. You got to tick up, <clears throat> excuse me, you got to tick up Aaron Gordon. Um, you know, obviously. <clears throat> Vucevic is somebody that you probably were starting anyway. And then even Victor Oladipo, who had been ticked down because he hadn't been starting, 
I think guys like Fournier, Gordon, and Oladipo got to really be pushed up in your rankings, um, you know, now that Harris is out of town. I got to stop you on Hazanja there because you're making them sound like people are smoking some weed if they're playing that guy <laughs> in the lineup. It's Hazonia, uh, by the way, there. So I don't okay. want to people think this is a weed podcast or something else like that, you know. It's just <laughs> like, it's like, you know, we're telling you, hey, you know, if you picked up this guy, roll a joint because you don't know how consistent he's going to be. He might torpedo your lineup. Um, yeah, so Hazonia, but um, good effort, sir. Like, way to switch up the podcast to potentially illegal activity. Yeah, you know we're trying to we're trying to reach a wider audience. Right? <laughs> yeah, well, you're gonna get a wider audience for sure. But you know what? They're gonna be listening on slow mo uh, <laughs> for if you if you talk about this podcast there uh, there as well. So yeah, um, uh, same old same old here uh, there as you know for, from uh, all the starters are solid one through five for Indiana. Uh, you you know you don't want any part of the, anybody on the bench. Jordan Hill looks like he's odd man out uh, for the time being and. And, you know, like we already mentioned, Brandon Jennings putting Alfred Payton on notice. Nobody else that you really care about behind that. Like you mentioned, uh, Mr. Ganja, not a factor uh, as of yet, but but could potentially get you high. Uh, so let's go ahead and talk about the next game that we have on tap. Philadelphia at Dallas there. This is, turns out to be a 26-point blowout. Dallas wins 129-103. Your um, take on this game for fantasy, fantasy impact. I mean, the big thing that I take away from here is actually Jaleel Okafor. Um, you know, again, he's been playing really well lately. I had We had joked about it earlier in the year that he didn't like rebounding, um, was having games like four or five rebounds a game, which for a center, you just you, you can't have that. You need to have more than that. And um, But he could always score. That's what we said. Like, the, the saving grace for him was that he could always score. And, you know, now it seems like he's scoring and upping those rebounding numbers. So I think going forward from now to the end of the year, I still think that you're going to get more out of um, Okafor than you got out of him earlier in the season. So he's probably the only other guy besides Ish Smith that I'm looking at on Philly. And Ish had a horrible game here. Played 25 minutes, scored three points, only had three assists, three turnovers. I mean, this might have been his worst game since coming over, uh, you know, over to the Sixers. Yeah, so, um, you know, and I'm just going to say what we always say about the Sixers is, you know, if you if you have Covington, Noel, Okafor-ish, then fine. I still think Stauskas is, is a puke job, and I like Jeremy Grant more than anybody else, and, you know, Canada did some damage off the bench, but I don't trust them. And then the same situation here, Felton and Jay Burrow make it interesting grabbing some minutes there, but, um, you know, aside from that, you really want the starters or you want nothing to do with the rest, so... Pretty, pretty standard stuff between the Philadelphia 76ers and the Dallas uh, uh, Mavericks. Lakers try to stay in this game, and they do a good job of not getting blown out, I'll say. They lose by 11, 126-115. to 115. Uh, Your thoughts on the box score for either side? Uh, which one are you talking about now? I think I was on the wrong game. The Lakers-Chicago game you're talking yes, about? Yes, that's correct. Um, I mean, what you know? what else can we say? We know that the Lakers don't play a lot of defense. They're pretty much bad against every position here. And for the Bulls, we know that with Jimmy Butler out, you're going to get more, uh, you know, you're going to get more usage out of Derrick Rose. So for the next week or two, he's a guy that's in play. Um, Pau Gasol is going to get more usage, so he's in play. You got Mike Dunleavy back into the mix right now, so he's probably a guy that's on a lot of people's waiver wires. Um, I guess him and Etwan Moore would be the guys we really need to talk about because everybody else is probably on a roster. Oh, I guess and, and Portis and and. Uh, McDermott as well, like of right. Dunleavy, Etwan Moore, Portis, McDermott, you know, making it interesting. Yes, yeah. How do, how do we feel about those four guys? Who would you want, if any of them, on your roster? 
Um, you know, would it only be for like real deep leagues? Like in a real deep league, all four of those guys should probably be rostered right now. And in a shallow league, I don't think I would want any of them. But yeah, I, you know, I agree with you there as well. Portis makes it somewhat interesting, but I don't. I'm not going out of my way to you know to crush it with him and, and roster him. So uh, mm-hmm. not not too too worried about it overall. And you know, Mike Dunleavy. Uh, There's another guy that I, I don't really want to go out of my way to, to get. I would actually almost rather own McDermott off the bench than I would feel about 24 minutes with Dunleavy, even though he did score 17. But it was an empty 17 with nothing else. So, yeah. you know, and then the only thing we need to know is Julius Randle and D'Angelo Russell are locked into minutes for L.A. And then you you really don't want to bother too much with Hibbert or, or, or Kobe in my mind, even though Kobe's still taking a ton of shots and Jordan Clarkson is still getting, you know, held down as the best player on that team with 29 and four because he can't get more short shots because Kobe still has to do what Kobe does. So Yeah, but he is he is the most talented player on that team. Make Easily. no mistake about it right now. Easily, yes. yes. A- absolutely no doubt about it. All right, um, let's go ahead and, and press play on the next box score that we have up here just uh, one more to talk about and then we'll wrap up here utah at portland damian lillard still doing what damian lillard does it's not a 51 point performance but it is very solid his uh, partner in crime tj mccollum um you know uh, makes some hay there as well with 31 points they've combined for 61 uh your thoughts on either side of the ball for this matchup I mean, there's not much new news to, to really talk about here. We know that, uh, you know, Lillard's going nuts. We talked about the Shelvin Max situation already. He's probably the only new guy to add into the mix. But I'm going to make a bold statement here, and I, and I want to see if you back up what I'm going to say or, or you think I'm crazy. From here going forward, if I had to choose between C.J. McCollum and Gordon Hayward, uh-huh. I think I'd rather have C.J. McCollum on my team. I don't think that's bold. No, it's not. Okay. I mean, I mean, because C.J. McCollum plays like a second point guard on this team. I know. I mean, he only had three assists uh, there as well, but you know, came up with two blocks there as well. And you know, I don't think it's actually a stretch to say he's a better shooter than Gordon Hayward, at least from deep. But Gordon yeah. Hayward is, I think, is a better mid range. And like a consistent score, you know, if I was talking about DFS cash, I'd probably feel a little bit more comfortable at Hayward at the three than McCollum at the two. Um, but yeah, I, you, if you take a look at the roles there, now that Rodney Hood asserting himself and, and they have a full complement of guys, and now Sheldon Mack is going to get into the mix there and who took 11 shots, which hurts everyone uh, in the starting lineup, uh, then, uh, you know, you're, it really just is CJ and Dame. And, you know, nobody mm-hmm. else even cracks double-digit shots yeah. um, um, for the the Portland Trail Blazers. So that's the difference, and that's the edge for me. So I think yeah, you're and, 100% right. And, um, you know, basically just to add to what you were saying, the other on the, on the flip side of the coin, Hayward's production has been down now that everybody is back. Um, so it's not that I don't like him or I don't think he's a good player, but I think that C.J. McCollum, being that it's just him and Lillard, it's in a much better situation than Hayward is going forward. Plus, we know that Utah plays at like a snail's pace and Portland plays at a breakneck speed. So right. between those two, I think that most people on first glance would say, oh, I still would rather have Hayward. But I think McCollum's going to have a better end of the you know next two months. So if somebody offered me that trade, um, I would be willing to give up Hayward for, for a McCollum. So all the people in my league are now going to offer me that trade. But <laughs> There you go. Well, it, it makes sense. So I think, it, you know, we're doing, we're doing the right thing. And then, you know, Raul Nato didn't put on notice. Go ahead and pick up Sheldon Mack. He'll be starting in no time, and he's the better player already today. 
So, uh, you know, if we haven't made that clear enough, now you know. All right, and that's going to wrap it up for the Rotowire uh, Fancy Basketball Podcast for Monday's action. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to subscribe on iTunes and Stitcher. You can check out Benny on Twitter at BennyR11. Check me out on Twitter at JoshHayesFS. And it's at Rotowire for all your season-long and DFS fantasy needs. Uh, thanks for checking us out. We'll see you next time. Your backyard's right in our backyard, which means we have hand-picked products that are right for the birds in your neighborhood, like premium bird seed, suet, birdhouses, and feeders. Stop by your local Ace and get everything you need to attract the birds you want, including Ace Wild Bird Food, on sale now. Now through Tuesday only, when you buy two 20-pound bags of wild bird food, get a third bag free, only at Ace, the helpful place. Offer valid through February 28th at participating stores. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.